Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers, Connect Team Advisor at Grace Church. The goal of these brief conversations is to help encourage Grace Church volunteers to create a welcoming environment and connect people to the mission of our church. Every other week, we share stories, weekly tips, and talk about how serving is such an important part of our discipleship journey. We use a podcast to distribute our conversations, so consider subscribing on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you prefer so you can be notified with each new conversation. Today, I'm talking with Ross Jackson again. Ross, good to have you here. Hey, Chris. Good to be back with you, man. I'm excited about continuing our conversation about implementing a huddle. Last time we told you guys what the huddle was. So if you haven't listened to that episode, episode five, uh, you might want to pause this and and go back to listen to that one before we continue. I would love to ask you how we implement a huddle. Uh, What are some practical ways we could do this with efficiency and, and, and effectiveness? Yeah, that's a great question. So for this, I want to introduce an idea. Maybe some of our listeners have heard this before, but we're going to reference this as the four stages of leading a huddle. So I'm going to talk about these in depth, but let me give you them in order. The first stage is I do, you watch. The second stage is I do, you help. The third stage is you do, I help. And then the fourth stage is you do, I celebrate. So we got four stages here. I'll break these down, but let me say those one more time just in a row. So I do, you watch. I do, you help. You do, I help. And you do, I celebrate. So basically, these stages have been really helpful for me in just implementing a huddle. Uh, We talked, of course, about how to do that in our last one, what a huddle was. So today, using these four stages really helped me kind of kick it off in motion. So in this first stage, I do, you watch, I really ask someone or a potential volunteer or a group of volunteers if they would be interested in being on a team of individuals that would help me lead the huddle. So this is, you know, we've got our ushers, we've got our parkers, we've got all kinds of different types of people, but this is a kind of a separate team, so to say, of just leading the huddle. And I really just asked this group of people just to join me and to watch me lead the huddle at the same time, just giving them a picture of what it would look like for them to lead the huddle as well. So when I do this and I invite them, I ask 10 people to do this and I get five people that tell me, then I'll have these five people, they tell me they'll do it. And so for the next five weeks, I am asking each one of those people if they will strategically serve with me that day of that Sunday, but they're just watching me. Yeah. How did you uh, come up with that list of people? So I normally am looking at just high capacity people, people that are relational. They look like they're fairly clear. I just really begin to ask like everybody I think that could help me and um, just see if I can get some yeses. When they say yes, I provide them a copy of the huddle template that we provided in episode five and the responsibilities that are a part of this role. So I try to do this with intentionality and just help them see what it looks like to lead. But I mean, I will tell you that this is a great example of just what it looks like to cast a vision for people to help people see what things could look like without feeling the pressure to do it. So I found this first stage, I do you watch, man, it's really helpful in just getting people on the team and getting them to see what is possible. I think that's great, Chris. So after the first stage, how would you go about implementing stage two? Yeah. So after the huddle's over, 
let's say we've got these five individuals and this is the first week and someone's watched me. After that huddle, I'll normally pull that person aside and just ask them what they like best. Because I find that that's an easy question to start with and it's positive too. So, hey, what did you like best? And then the second thing I ask is kind of what insights did you get? You know, you watched me do this. What were some things that you noticed? I, I try to help them give me some feedback, which is good because it helped them own it a little bit. And when they share those things, I normally ask that volunteer if they would be willing the next time to lead a function of that huddle. So this could be a couple different things. It could be sharing a story. It could be reporting the announcements. It could be sharing the day's events, even ending the huddle in prayer. Yeah. So what you're saying is you're taking one piece of the three C's that we discussed in our last episode. That's right. You're taking a piece of the three C's. That's right. Yeah. And, and the goal here is just to let this individual carry enough of the weight without feeling all of the responsibility. And it just, it's an easy way to help people have a small win. After I ask them what they like best and any big insights they got from working through that stage, this is when I give them the big ask. And this really kind of moves us into stage three, the you do, I help. So the big ask now is where you're asking them to take on more responsibility. Is that what you're saying? That's right. In this stage, I'm, I'm asking the volunteer to commit to a date when they could lead the majority of the huddle. And I offer to help them. And during that time, in any way that they might need it. So Ross, let me ask you a question. Would you rather be thrown into the deep end and figure something out? Or would you like a process like this? Oh, I would love to have a process. That's right. Being thrown into the deep is, is, that's right. is hard enough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so what's important about this stage is that this volunteer, this person who's accepted this role to try this out, is really owning most of the responsibility. And so I've learned a couple things doing this over time is that, number one, when I'm in this you do, I help stage, I think one of the big things that I've learned, and I've learned this by a trial and error, and I've made a lot of mistakes too, is that I have to be okay with the fact that individuals in this stage may fail. Sometimes people might make a mistake. They might not do a very good job, but I have to be okay with that. And so I have found John Maxwell coined this idea called the 80% rule. And so if somebody can do something 80% of what I can do, I should be okay with that. So that's really helpful. So let me ask you this, Chris, how would yep. you know if they, if they have failed in this, in this stage? What are some signs of, of a, maybe a failure? Yeah, so I would say if they didn't do what they were supposed to do, that would be the first thing. So let's say that person said they were going to do the announcements, but they went off and left field and they didn't even share the announcements. They just totally forgot. So that would be one. Maybe a failure would be if they didn't encourage the team. You know, maybe they didn't say, hey, I'm glad you're here. You know, I'm glad that you're here being a part of what we're doing. So, I mean, I think anything in the communicate, coordinate, or captivate section of the huddle, if they just didn't really, maybe they fumbled a little bit. Maybe they weren't super clear. Maybe they said a couple things, but it didn't make any sense. Those would probably be some examples. Okay. How would you, how would you handle that conversation with uh, those individuals? Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, I've got to make sure that I am able and competent to do those things. And I've done it first of all, in front of them. So I'd probably point out something that I have done. So for instance, let's say they didn't do the weekend review. 
I think the first thing is I'm going to try to do is I'm going to say, hey, first of all, I want to thank you for being a part of this team and helping us. Like you are a blessing to me and you're a blessing to our team. But I do want to give you some constructive feedback because I want to get better and I want you to get better. So I would say, hey, in this example, you didn't share the weekend review. And let me tell you why that's important. I think that is the best thing of advice that I would give people in critical feedback is that helping people understand why it matters. Well, why does it matter? Well, if people know the announcements, if people know what's coming on the weekend review, then they know how to help people take next steps. So the why would be here is that not that they did a, not so much that they did a bad job, but help them understand why doing a bad job impacts our productivity. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. When you follow up with them like that, it just shows that you actually do care about some of their development as well, not just you know just hanging them out and dry. That's right. I I agree. So after this person has led the huddle, I'm really moving into stage four. So we've done the first stage. I do you watch. We've done the second stage. I do you help. You know, they we just came out of that third stage, you do, I help. And now we're moving in this you do, I celebrate stage. And this stage, I am, what you just said, Ross, encouraging them by giving them constructive criticism and just and just continuing to encourage them. And, and really, I think that's the first part. But the second part is helping them replicate the previous stages with someone else on their own. So like at this point, I've got five people. If I can get those five people to replicate these stages, then in five to six weeks, I could possibly have a multiplication effect happen in our team. And it's not just the huddle that's being multiplied, but it is the competency and characteristics of a person that is expecting guests and is owning the cause of what we've been called to do. So I found that to be really helpful. Those four stages have been really, really, really helpful to me in helping people implement the huddle. Let me ask you this, Chris. You're saying that this whole process should take about about a month to two months before you're you're celebrating. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would say maybe let's say two months. I mean, if you've got 25 people on your team and you ask everybody to help lead the huddle, let's say eight of them say yes. So you got five weeks of or four weeks, you got four people going through this process, and then you move those people into another four weeks through the next stage. You're looking at about that third month of them maybe feeling competent of being able to do this. But here's the deal. You're going to have people on your team that are already competent because they've been watching you do this for, for years now, you know, especially if you've been in this role for a while. For sure. And so this is helping replicate the leaders within the, within the connecting. Yeah, it is. It's helping replicate leadership and it's using the huddle as a vehicle to do that. Okay. That's great, Chris. Is there anything else you'd want to say? Man, I just want to encourage everybody in this area that you can do this. I mean, I've done this. I've seen other people replicate this and do it. I think these four stages are incredibly practical. And if you'll just commit to this for three months and try it, I guarantee you, you will replicate someone else and it's going to encourage you so much. And it's going to help you because it's going to take off less responsibility. You won't be doing all the work but you'll also be able to help someone else own the cause of our connect team and what God's called us to do. Yeah. And so to help you all, as you uh, start this process, we've created a few resources. Uh, one of those being a video that goes over the four stages of mm -hmm. implementing the huddle that you could use. The other one is an exercise that we've created. You can use this with a few volunteers to help you kick off the four stages of leading a huddle. The, the exercise will actually be in the connect team conversation notes. 
So when you get a chance, go download that. I'm excited for you to use this uh, because this tool will help you discover any possible blind spot as well as give you a structure for implementing your huddles. Uh, Chris, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Man, I, I've just enjoyed this today. And um, I would just say, let's do it. Let's go go to town and, and make that thing happen. So, hey, thanks so much for being with us today, Ross. Yes, sir. Thank you, Chris. Well, as we close, I just want to remind you how valuable you are to the Connect team. Together, we are making a huge difference. As we prepare to serve this weekend, remember there is a good chance that a guest might visit your campus. How could you and your team implement what we talked about today to impact their 11-minute experience? Check out the notes for any resources we shared, tools to work through with your team. And if you have any questions about this conversation or want us to discuss a topic in a future conversation, email us at connectteam at gracechurchsc.org. Thanks for helping create a welcoming environment that connects people to the mission of our church.